the dream three podcast episode number 31 we're here with season two today we're talking game use patch autos with five star five star collector zach can't wait to get after it let's go So we're back at it. Episode number 31. Got a big episode going on today. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, did you watch last night Golden and Drake uh, pull the 86 flare box? And then you, the case. Uh, you showed me. I don't think. What, what time did that start? Like nine or 10? <laughs> like 10 o'clock because I think they pulled think basically all night because they had a they had a, a sealed box of 86 uh, flare. And then he had like 10 cases of flawless. Yeah, um, he hit one MJ, right? He hit one MJ, and then in the flawless, he got a logo man. He got a one on one logo um, man. Nobody's super special. I can't. Oh, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Oh, well, that's better than Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, or Porzingis, or something like was that. Was it game used, or was it just a that I don't know? I would say, I would say Penny Hardaway. Probably not game used, especially if it's the. Did you uh, see the logo itself? Did it look? Did it look like? Well, it was probably Rome? Penny Hard. Now that I think about it, it's Penny Hardaway Jr. Be my Tim guess. Tim Hardaway? No, is it? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. I, I thought I thought Penny Hardaway had a son that was in in the NBA. Currently in in the NBA. Hmm. I don't know. Tim, I know Tim Hardaway Jr. is still in the NBA. That could be who I'm. I don't know if Penny. I don't know. Is, I, 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 don't I know, know they ri- they ripped all night long, so I was definitely not going to stay up uh, with it because I was and, too I was too busy watching uh, Will Smith smack Chris Rock up <laughs> out the face. Yeah, yeah. Some of that like, I've seen some people be like, "Oh yeah, good job, Will Smith," but I've also seen some people be like, "This kind of looks funky and staged and kind of a little." out of i don't know it's a weird field. situation like yeah i don't know will i don't smith, know will smith's lost his mind for uh for forever so um talk about a pursuit of happiness gone wrong yeah so big thing over the last you know season of the podcast we talk about our love not just on graded cards but you know chasing game use patch auto cards because you know there's there's something really kind of connecting us to those cards as they're game used. You know, um, it's not, you know, like you, you've said in the past, it's not some napkin that they picked up and slapped in there as a piece of a patch. But um, so we, we have on the podcast tonight, someone who probably has one of the, the sickest game used collections you've ever I'm trying seen. trying to get him on right now. He's, he's on right now. He's in the green room. Oh, so if okay. uh, yeah, no further ado, we will bring on Zach, aka Five Star Collector on Instagram. Zach, what's going on, brother? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good there man. He is. Totally forgot. I'm not used to Eastern time. I live in Central time. <laughs> that will happen. That will happen. Um, but first off, thanks for coming on. Um, if you could kind of give a little insight on your card background, like how did you start? Um, what got you into cards, and kind of building your collection as of today so i got into cards probably when i was like i don't know eight or ten years old 
back when I was a kid buying, you know, my parents would take me to like a Kmart or a Target or Shopco back when they, we had those around us, you know, buy a pack here and there. And that kind of got me hooked on the baseball card side of things. I still do baseball cards now. Then I kind of just evolved from, you know, buying, I thought base cards are super cool, inserts, refractors, stuff like that. And then I kind of evolved into buying like sticker autos and then moving to on-card autos. And then over probably like last like six years, I've really got into the game used patch auto side of things for all three major sports for right now. And that's kind of what I really strategically only do is a legend, guys. I don't really ever go for current players unless unless they're on the track for Hall of Fame level. Patrick Mahomes on the track for Hall of Fame level. Yeah, he is. He's stupid. He's he doesn't have any game used stuff, so I can't buy anything. Did you see uh, Keenan Allen post right after the Tyree Kill trade? He was basically like, "Oh, he's now they're going to expose the real truth." And <laughs> I, like I've heard some conspiracy theorists like say like Patrick Mahomes is the guy that that is going to get exposed because he does because Tyreek and and Kelsey are so talented, and it's kind of like. Is he going to be know. that good? Is he good? Like, I and, think Mahomes, Zach, you were a Seahawks fan, right? Uh, yeah, right now it sucks to be a Seahawks fan. <laughs> Are you a Russ fan, though? I was I was a big Russ fan, but over the last couple of years, kind of got on my nerves because he take holds onto the ball too long. Like he, <laughs> I mean, like you can't expect your offensive line to block for you for 15 seconds if you're going to run around the whole time. And it's not like we didn't have weapons. Like we got weapons. All he did was run deep routes, and I can't stand Pete Carroll. From the life of me, I wish he would be gone as a coach. I'm not uh, a fan. I, what's funny about that is like, it sounds like a an, a red team by the name of like Kansas City. You got a quarterback just runs around all the time, chucks <laughs> the ball deep whenever he you know can't find anybody open. And somehow Tyree Kill just runs underneath the ball. Interesting. Well, Tyreek's hard because he, he's hard to double to blanket coverage him. But I don't – I mean, you can't pay Tyreek $30 million a year and expect to have Mahomes get max money too. Yeah. Like, that's just what – Devonta Adams kind of screwed that whole market up big time, taking that max deal. Now Tyreek well, wants a max deal. Yeah. Christian Kirk screwed that market up. Yeah, how's so that dude worth – Jacksonville paid him $20 million a year. $21 million a year for a number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Whoever his agent is deserves to get like 20% of that cut and probably just sit on that. That agent deserves to get like 15 million of that. Like, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Christian Christian Kirk for $21 million a year. Christian Kirk probably isn't worth $21 million, period, let alone a year. Jacksonville's weird. They're that weird franchise that just pays random dudes a crazy (laughs) amount of money. Yeah. Like Urban Meyer. Yeah, that, that, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the what you what you post a lot on your five on your your Instagram page, um, some of the cards that you got on there. Well, right. I'm slowly trying to post everything that I have. I mean, probably have about a quarter of my collection posted right now. But I mean, I kind of just go with the whim of it. Whatever I feel like posting, I'll post. But all the stuff on there is a lot of my favorite cards, whether it's the Reggie White, like we were talking about before. And then, I mean, I'll, like I have, I wish I could have some of the other players I don't have, but a lot of the times it's just, I just post off the whim. I mean, probably my favorite cards on my page, my Moss is, my Moss Flawless is probably one of my favorite cards on there. I mean, it's, 
like I, there's so many cards on my page that it's hard to pick a favorite one out of them all. Yeah. And all of them are game used, game worn stuff, right? Yeah, no, no player worn stuff. I mean, you there's don't like player... napkins. Nah, no. I mean, if it's a game used napkin, maybe. But <laughs> so, Zach, Zach, what's your process when you go through and you're deciding, you know, what card that you want to pick up? Obviously, it has to be game used, but kind of what is your criteria of what you're looking for? Flawless, National Treasures, Immaculate, Impeccable. Does that specifically matter, or is it more player and patch? Well, it depends on the – I guess it, first of all, it depends on the player. There's a lot of the times if a player doesn't have, whether it's a Flawless, Immaculate, NT, Impeccable, stuff like – a lot of the players, some of the older guys don't have any on-card versions of them, but they have like now. So sometimes like I would – I'll settle for a sticker autograph if the patch is really nice or if the player's – extremely rare like the john randall i posted has very little game used stuff at all at all out there and everything that's game worn is sticker auto so i'll settle for that if it's you know that they're the rare type of players but if it's like like a current guy that has a like a decent amount of on card stuff out there that's the number one thing i'll go for is try to get on card try i mean i prefer immaculate more over flawless but i think i have more i have more flawless than i do immaculate but they're both phenomenal brands and some of the older upper deck stuff like ultimate collection exquisite is really nice as well now you sent me we were texting back and forth earlier today you sent me some pictures of some 2003 leaf certified yeah that, that's a great that's a great set i like that set. who all are in that there's you sent me three but i'm sure there's more there's a ton of there i think there's a ton of different players they're all numbered to their jersey number so there's a guy on Instagram that's trying to do that whole set, Charm City Tim. So there's some players that if they have their jersey number to like one, they're one on ones in the set. You're never, you probably will never find them because maybe there's a set collector that did that set, or maybe they're stuck in a box still, whether they're 18, 19 years later. But a lot of the there's a, like Bar Stars in that set. You know, Reggie White's probably the biggest one in that set because that's probably one of the only sets you can find a three color game use patch auto of him. From that set, there's so many different players. Like I have Joe Green, Deacon Jones, Reggie White, Richard Dent, and I have a Mel Blunt as well, too. Yeah, I think the sad part about that is, like, a lot of those guys are dead. So Most of them, yeah, like, a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, so, like, a lot of the, the stuff out of that 2000 Leaf Surf, 2003 Leaf Surf you showed me, like, those guys are dead. They're, they only ever signed a little bit, and, like, when cards started really picking up, and then they're gone, and they don't have any more. They're not signing anymore. No. That stuff's just hard to find. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the players nowadays, a lot of people don't like to focus on the legend stuff. Like, I prefer the legends over the current guys. I mean, I love watching football on Sunday or, you know, watching basketball, baseball all day long for all the current guys. But everybody forgets about the legends, the people that paved the way, and they sell for pennies on the dollar compared to current players. Which is just nuts to me. I'll pick up a Reggie White for a thousand dollars all day long over picking up, you know, maybe a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen right now that sell for probably 20, 50, 30, 50 times that. Now, do you think stuff. part of that is sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you think no, part of that is the fact that um you think part of that could be the fact that people are in it for the money now? more is I, I, probably I, I, when you started collecting yeah. a lot of it was just purely collectors right yeah, i like feel like there's just, yeah. there's not a lot of like true p 
collectors that are coming into the hobby for their sole reason of, you know, having the card and not just having all the money you can get. A lot of the people, they want a card and I'm like, oh, how can I, you know, double my money, make my money right away? So it's like, I can't, I don't, I was never that way. I mean, I flipped cards here and there to maybe upgrade or, you know, pay for some stuff, personal stuff along the way. But it's like my goal in buying a card is never to, you know, I buy in this card and I want to sell it down the, like a month later. Like that's just never how I was, how I operate with cards. You know, I feel like a lot of the people they're coming in, these all these you know big time celebrities or hype accounts are coming in here, you know, like buy this, buy that. So they're all their followers are following in suit. I'm like, just collect what you want. Don't have anybody tell you what you want to collect. You're just not gonna like it because then you guys are playing these pump and dump schemes. Like, oh yeah, buy you know John Morant because they got like a hundred John Morants. They're gonna sell once they pump it up. I'm like, come on, just do yeah, what you yeah. gotta do. What you want to do for yourself. Yeah, so that's, that's you a great like. point. Especially me being a huge football fan. Like when I'm going through, I'm looking for players that you know bring back memories of me watching them play. For example, um, I found you know pennies on the dollar. I found an exquisite. I think it was 05. Exquisite, exquisite algae crumpler and Antonio Gates game used oh, patch cool. auto duels. Yeah. So I was like, for you know, it's not any more than 250 bucks. Like you said, I'll snatch that stuff up all day. Mm-hmm. It might not resell for a thousand dollars or even more than what I bought it for, but yeah. it's personal to me because I remember watching Algie Crumpler, watching Antonio Gates. So that's kind of my theory when I'm starting to pick up game use patch autos and you know, they're harder and harder to find, you know, they're not yeah, getting yeah. in the newer products. So yeah. Zach, what's your thoughts of, you know, cause everybody's start, starting to focus towards the fanatics deal. Are we thinking that fanatics was going to do game use stuff? Or are we going to try to gobble up as much game use stuff from the past as we can to hold on for the future? Because we don't know if it's going to come back or not. I might be in the minority here, but I don't think Fanatics is going to be putting out a ton of game game use stuff. I don't see the the point of them buying all the jerseys now. If they're going to have the Mitchell and Ness, which is just they can just get the jersey off the rack and save all the money they can. You see all the the player worn sales that I mean go for crazy amount, amount of money. Where I can't I have no idea why. Like a player worn Joe Montana sells for damn near the same amount of money as a game worn. I'm like. What does that give them an incentive to go try to get a game-worn jersey of a Joe Montana or a Brett Favre? Like, when you get the Mitchell and Knight Nest license, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the minority with it. I mean, I hope there's game-worn. But then if there's not, then I guess game-worn is just going to keep going up and up and up. And that just sucks for me. <laughs> and, and, and Like, I can't go, not be able to afford a lot of this stuff anymore. Yeah. I, you bring up a good point. You know, part of that might be the fact that, like, Panini showed the way that you can make money still and lower your costs by buying these player worn or buying these napkins or jerseys, these crappy jerseys, and then just throwing them on players and then saying, oh, yeah, it's player worn. So and then just cutting pieces out rather than actually buying a jersey from the actual game that has like meaning to the actual game. It costs more. So from like a production standpoint, why why even make why even take the risk why why put more effort into a product when you know you're going to get pretty much 75% of what the true value is of a game yeah. worn you get 75% at player worn you might as well just take it right yeah besides like the hobby's big enough that there's they've they've brainwashed everybody into believing this player worn stuff and these these you know 
no non-associated specific event napkins mean something. And if you get a hobby to believe it, excuse me, believe in it, then why even try? You know, I don't. I wish there more people would bring an uproar to it, but obviously they're not because everybody's still buying the boxes or still buying the singles. It just sucks because Panini opened that can of worms of player worn. Tops did it a little bit when they had the football license their last year, but I mean, Tops is weird with their game, their wording because they put game used on the front of their card and then on the back it says it's not from any specific game event or season, so it's like a double edged sword there. But like I still think it's I mean it looks game worn. I mean that says it on the on the front. I just don't show the back sometimes if they if, if it comes to that. But I don't know. Panini is they make some really good products in the along their way, but they've kind of they've watered down with a ton of their products. It's like the the game use stuff is like now in the last like two or three years it is few and far between. It's like random guys. Whether it's like Chris Johnson was game worn. You find like maybe a like one or two farbs that are game worn. It's like you look through the checklist, you see all these legends, and like ninety five percent of them are all player worn, which just sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you know, when I go through at nights and, and kind of I'm, that's what I'm scrolling for. And if the person doesn't have a picture of the back of the card, you know, I'm I'm just gonna scroll right away, and I hate <laughs> yes. that. God, you can so, almost tell now. Like you can almost tell. Like me. You and Caleb, we can tell now like what is game worn and what's not. Like there's a specific look to it that you're like, okay, I know that's probably game. Like if it's a if it's a triple patch, you know, a mag like for example, uh a dick buckus triple patch. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's too clean to be ever yeah, worn. jersey better be ratted, man. That's gotta have some some blood or wear and tear on that it's, thing it's, to be game worn. It's gotta have that trashy paint paint chips yeah. and all that stuff yeah so dujane does have a good point and so how do we and i would say you know us as game use guys how do we get folks to change the thought process of you know what this this player worn type stuff is not good for the hobby um you look at the picture of who was it uh uh, uh the running back for the saints now it was with, uh no uh uh with the Ravens, Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah, yeah marking the picture. Of Mark wearing Ingram all the shirts, all the jerseys on there. Yep. And you know that is considered player worn. So he's put on you know four hundred jerseys and he just takes them off one by one by one. So how yeah. do you get, how do you get the hobby, not even as a whole, but the certain sectors to start going? You know what? Even though the flawless player worn logo man sells for half a million, and you could get a game worn for you know, a hundred thousand or less, like what, how do we get people to realize that the game worn should be flip-flop there? Uh, that's, that's a tough one. I feel like it's going to have to come with numbers. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard for a lot of the people like me or like collectors in general to try to change Panini's mind in it when it, they're in it for the money that saves them money, makes them more money on the products. They have no incentive to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like he's going to have to come down to people not buying boxes or not getting into group breaks, maybe not buying singles on the on the open market. But that's a tough one to try to, to get Panini to change with it. They were really good at the beginning when they first took over the, the football license, and they were pretty much all game worn in basketball. I don't know if that's because they have an exclusive license with certain parts of that sport, but they can't do it with the, the NFL. Like it seems like all the current guys in NBA are all game worn, and 
barely any of the NFL guys, current NFL guys, are really at all game worn. It's like very few and far between there. That's a that's a tough one. I don't. There's, I don't. I don't think there's anything like on a micro level we can do. Is on a macro level you got to get maybe thousands of people to get on Panini's ass about it, but they have no really incentive to change. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think you know I'm not sure what the the answer is. Um, what what I can think of is is just off the top of my head, hype beasts. I mean, yeah. it's got to take it's got to take one big whale or two big whales in the hobby to just pump it. And I, I hate to use that term as a pump and dump, but like maybe it's kind of like two hype or two big whales to show the appreciation of a certain card. Like um, the example I can give you is. Uh, the Super Bowl autos, right? So the Tom Brady Super Bowl autos, the one that just sold on um, only alt for $111,000. Yeah. You could buy that card two years ago for like four or $5,000. You could buy it last year. You could buy it at probably the beginning of this year, like this time last year. You could probably buy that right around ten grand. So, yeah. but it took it took a couple of people buying it a couple of people promoting it it took some bigger whales in the hobby to start looking at those and when they did that it trickled down so yeah. like nate from grand slam collectibles who sells tons of money or sells tons of cars and makes a ton of money for the hobby yeah um he's one of those guys who who bought one and then you have like mc sports i think he bought one um yeah. mc sports cards and maybe even like um um, like uh, Nady All Star Sports Cards twenty three, yeah. uh, Nady Ruz- Russell he might have had one. Um, but it takes like some of these other well known guys in the hobby to maybe try to boost that stuff up. Um, the other thing is, you know, um, basketball has eighty two games at play, right? So yeah. from a rookie standpoint, you can. Or, or non-rookie standpoint, you can get game-worn jerseys a yeah. lot easier with 82 games comparatively to 17 games with yeah, that's true. Um, football. And let's say, like, one of those games, Aaron Rodgers throws for 600 yards. That game, that that jersey is probably going to Canton, and no one yeah. will ever see it. Um, so stuff like that is going to happen where you just won't see the jerseys anymore. Yeah, um, That's true, yeah. So from just like a pure number standpoint, it's almost like you wouldn't be able to find those jerseys either. I think Panini could also do a better job of, you know, if you go onto their YouTube page, which is, I'll be honest, their YouTube page is pretty trash and (laughs) because they don't update it and they don't make videos. But if you scroll back to their earlier videos of, you know, how did they obtain this Chris Chelios stick and put it into a card. How did they obtain this game used Jersey where it shows the player signing it off, handing it to the Panini representative. I think if Panini backed their social media game, instead of just printing cards and showing stuff like that and influencers and whatever, break it down how the process works. That's what a lot of people and newer people are, are more interested in than anything else. How, you know, how is the card made? How do I get the jerseys? How, because 
who 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 showed it? Was it Tops um, showing the breaking down of the helmet? For yeah. the patch no, cards like that, that was pretty dope like i've never seen a, a batter helmet broke down like that so i think if more people got a behind the scenes look at stuff like that it could help a little bit of a boost and you know it makes card hunters go oh man that came right off of chris Chelios's back or you know insert player there i want to try to find that card in that set yeah i think if panini did a little more of behind the scenes action of how you know the process of putting a game used jersey in a card and even going back to buying the jersey and showing the the collectors the that little like in like little tidbit you don't have to do it for every single player but you know here and there for each like main like big time mainstream product like show that little behind the scenes of how you know you got this game worn jersey how you decided to cut it up into the cards and how you distribute it in the boxes i know they showed like a video a few years back with they cut up a game used Pete Maravich jersey on YouTube and, you know, showed the process of that. But, I mean, they don't really – they don't do it at all. And I don't know if it's because maybe they're, they don't get the game used jerseys at all or if it's maybe there's some shady things going on. But they're uh, behind the scenes would probably help a lot and maybe would even bring more attention to that. Like maybe we got to get rid of this player-worn stuff with how popular game-worn is. Yeah. The problem is Panini – is terrible at customer service yep. from the start. So what's to say they're actually going to try and promote something on their actual website or on their YouTube or anything else. But then if you're smart and, and, and if you're <clears throat> at fanatics and you're acquiring the licenses, why not negotiate a minimum one, one game worn Jersey per player throughout the season yeah. for each league. That's all in negotiation. You know, if let's say, you know, you obtain the license and, you know, it's a whatever, what's Fanatics, a $7 billion company? Eight, no, more than that. Like, they're like so, close to 30 now, 30 billion. Like, yeah. crazy. They're crazy. So if, if you have to buy X NFL jerseys, what's another two, $3 million when you're already spending, you know, on the billions a year? Like, you know, when we had Chris on, Anytime Chris wanted to give away a jersey, he has to pay the team 250 bucks. So yeah. if I'm buying, you know, jerseys at 250 bucks game worn, you know, to a company like Fanatics, that's nothing. But you go on eBay and you look at all these resellers or inside guys who have ties to the team that can get game worn jerseys. Like, trust me, if I wanted to, I could get game worn stuff from the Colts and from the Raiders all day long. But, you know, if I don't know why the card companies aren't like, you know, if these teams are selling them out the back door, their pro shops, et cetera, like that, why can't I buy them up? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Panini is just cheap with that. I mean, they, they want to do it the cheapest way as possible. And they don't really have any incentive to change. It just it kind of sucks. I mean, it's not you can go on any team website and you can buy a game more and stuff from any game playoff games. You can go on there. Buy it for yourself might be high price, but I mean, I'm sure Panini could work out a deal to where they can get it from the team for a lot cheaper price, but I don't know why they do it. Don't do it. It's crazy to me. I'm surprised that Leaf puts more effort into stuff like this than Panini does, because you look at products like Leaf Pearl, yeah. uh, a lot of their hockey stuff is really great. And, you know, my favorite product is the Muhammad Ali stuff. And, you know, they have fight worn shorts. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that. That's not a prized possession for any Ali collector, but a lot, if you look at a lot of Panini stuff, it's all, 
it's all game used, game worn. Like I picked up uh, a Fall Classics, a 2021 Fall Classics, and it had game used bats from Albert Pujols, from David Ortiz, from you know these six great guys. Like, how is that not just like clicking in your head? Like, let's let's obtain it. And I've talked to not Brian. Well, I did meet Brian Gray at, at uh, the Nationals. Uh, Smash introduced me to him, uh, but I had a meeting with his vice president. Um, a couple months ago and talking to them about how they're acquiring licenses mm-hmm. and how they have to do it. Like they picked up Holland, you know, that's the biggest yep. deal that they've ever made. I hate to think what they paid to do that, but you know, do you think that's part of the, that's their reason why they need to like, that's their way of staying in the market. Oh, for sure. Because they can, they can specifically, specifically go to one single person like, you know, and, I'm sure people are watching this that I'm going to, you know, spoil the news for that. You know, I was doing the drag racing thing with Leaf. So I was having the conversations with Leaf to get them involved with NHRA. So if you don't have, you have to go to each individual person and sign a licensing agreement. So is it because is that just with the inter- NHRA because they don't have a, a association, a driver's association? Correct. Um, but if you think of like soccer, baseball, leaf is out there to do individual deals with anybody. Mm -hmm. That's how they see their business model. So like I told them, like, Hey, if you want to sign crews, I'll give you a race worn fire suit to put it in there so we can keep in, you know, everything race worn because, you know, as a collector, I know what collectors really, really want. Yep. So, you know, it's that's the way I think Leaf stays in the game that way and makes their product not better per se, but more like you kind of second glance at it. Like, yeah, maybe I'll pick it up, even though it doesn't have the team logos and stuff like that. It's, well, you bring up a good point when you're able to sign big name stars or you're able to get just ink on a peat on a cardboard, you're going to increase the value. So like, what sells really well is Floyd Mayweather, Leaf Floyd Mayweather autos mm-hmm. or patch autos mm-hmm. um, because Floyd doesn't sign a lot and he has an exclusive deal with Leaf. So you get someone like that who people love in boxing because he's probably what the only guy who really signs in, signs in boxing and he probably considers Tyson, considered, Tyson what, Fury is the only other one. And he's only, well, Tyson Fury's got Leaf. His first card was with Tops because I have that. And then his second one, I think he's exclusively to Leaf now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you're you're trying you, you sign big names like that. You know, it brings a little more attention to a Leaf product that may, from the most part, not get the same amount of love. You know, that and I think I I feel that it's more a personal connection. Like, if we had a one-on-one deal, and you asked for a starting line shirt, a fire suit, or if I'm a boxer, trunks, boxing gloves that I could use in the card. If I have that one-on-one personal relationship, instead of like, you know, Panini, the NFL Players Association comes to me and say, hey, if you sign this, you know, you're going to get some money back for for selling these trading cards. Okay. Because that's like what Chris did. Like when Chris told us, you know, his agent came to him and said, hey, Panini wants to put you on a card. They're going to send you X amount of cards. You got to sign these all day. Because you remember he told us that you know, he yeah. was signing stickers just 
constantly and constantly because I don't believe he has any on-card autos. They're all stickers. But, you know, to me, if Leafs making that personal connection to make the athlete want to be involved a little bit more, give a little bit more, that might be a better thing than, you know, everybody just signs. Here's your, you know, $1,000 check for signing. Yeah. No, I, I think you bring up a good point. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what Fanatics has to do or or would do to be able to contribute to the game use market. It's, mm-hmm. I just don't know if they would – I don't know if they really care enough to do it. That's, I don't know. That's tough, yeah. I think Leaf – the biggest thing with Leaf is they're not licensed. I don't know if they yeah. – that really – a lot of people don't really want to buy that stuff because of it's, if it's not licensed. But they got some really cool stuff in a lot of their products. I know O.J. Simpson has some game use stuff in there I've seen and looked at over the past. But not having the license sucks with Leaf. But Leaf always does a really good job of making that effort to go get game use stuff from any sport that they want to produce. And even Upper Deck's really good with that. I think all the hockey stuff is all game worn as well. Like I do yeah. kind of miss Upper Deck in football and basketball. They they always do a really good job. Yeah. I will say um they the only thing I think or what people have seemed to at least describe is Panini does a great job with baseball, even though it's not licensed. They do a great yeah, job with baseball product. when it comes to like national treasures and flawless. Yeah. Like for some reason they do enough. They do a good enough job at like trying to make the carts not show the logos necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that way it, you kind of hide the look of not having the the license, but you still get that feel of owning a piece of the, the, the actual game. Um, but again, I, I don't know enough about that to be like, oh yeah, those are still all game used. I don't know. They, a lot of their baseball stuff is really nice. I mean, it's, yeah. of, it's almost like the same design they use, like parallel to the football and to basketball. It's just without logos. Some of them are really nice though. There's some yeah. players that I'd like to get that are in Panini that don't really have any game used on card stuff for tops or upper deck. Oh, like I'd like to get those down the line, but it sucks. Some of them, if, if they're they don't the stickers and I'm not unlicensed is does not look good at all. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, so Zach, when you're searching for your game use patch autos, do you have a certain player in mind, or is it more of just I'm looking for you know these old school type players more than the new guys? Like, do you have like you know like your John Elway? Man, I like John Elway. Like for me, even though I'm a Colts fan. I love Dan Marino stuff. I thought, you know, the eighties, nineties, Dan Marino jerseys, anything that can be infused in a patch like that, man, I'll buy that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, your Dan Mar- or your John Elway patch. It's like old school jerseys like that seem to me like a no brainer, but is there a certain players that you kind of gravitate more to than others? A lot of like for my eBay, I have like saved searches for different names for the mainstream products. And then I'll usually some a lot of the times I'll you know look through the Hall of Fame or look up you know top 100 players of all time, kind of make my way down those lists, you know, get some ideas of who to search for. But all the times a lot of the players are and in, fall into those mainstream searches. Like I have, you know, I've had Joe Montana on my safe search for probably like two years. And I haven't been able to pull a trigger. I mean, you know, uh, Neil goes and gives away his Peyton Manning without even telling me to get your moss. The and I like it, the, yeah, but come on, jump man moss. That might have been the nicest moss I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> you know a, what's funny about that? Mikey had three of those at one point. Yeah, my buddy, uh 
But my buddy on Instagram was talking talk to me about that. He's like, this guy's got three of these. I just want one of them. But he's like, I want, he wants like 7K for it. I'm like, I mean, it's a nice car, but I don't know if it's worth 7K. And this guy gets ended up getting three of them in like, I don't know, like a month span. And I didn't even see one of them on eBay. And my, and, and, like when it says they came out, I'm like, that might be the nicest moss I've ever seen. My, Mikey's got a lot of connections. He gets a lot of good stuff. I was yeah. I was happy to trade into it, so I felt good. You know, yeah, and he told me he's hoarding all those uh, Peyton Manning flawless patch autos. So I'm like, well, he's, there goes my chance. He's got a getting... ton. He's got a yeah, ton like, of I think, Peyton I feel like he's the the son of Black Rose for Peyton Manning. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but Mikey will work with you. Black Rose will just charge you 10 times what its value is. Yeah, I, 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 I've never offered one son of Black Rose listing. Maybe I did it one time, and the, and the person raised it like, a thousand dollars what I just offered. And yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't this isn't getting me anywhere. Like that like God, I can't stand that's probably the one eBay seller I cannot stand. I, I can attest, I think we all are um on the hate black rose train. Unfortunately. Well, the, she's a, that that's a lady that I actually met at one of the shows and I'm like, she's got she has no interest in cards and she has some of the nicest stuff I've ever seen from she has no interest in cards. None. She just she got it from like I think it was her late like uh, widow had them all and all these boxes and she just lists them up for high prices because she doesn't want she doesn't care about money she just puts them all up there and it's some of the nicest stuff from the early years of Panini all game worn stuff and you know I mean you can you can buy it if you want to you know spend the freaking you know six thousand dollars for a guy that worth that sells for a thousand but like my God like there's so many stuff on there that. I, I you can't even it's not even worth looking at although that that chick's listening <sighs> well unfortunately we may just have to wait for that lady to pass and maybe it'll go down to someone who's gonna actually sell <laughs> i'm i'm waiting for all those auctions to get all those listings just to get put up on auction and you get a fair chance of getting it maybe it probably might might sell close to what her asking price is but that know. would be nuts it's crazy she's, she's probably got what twenty thousand in of those things and it's all like 2014 to 2016 flawless yeah games. like she's got like like a certain card of a player she's that 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 lady's got like maybe like seven of them and then yeah. like maybe six of a different parallel a couple of the out of threes like all different kinds and they're all like seven grand seven grand 7500 9500 i'm like well can't you just let like one person have something like don't gotta hoard it all Oh. Yeah, she's got more Barry Sanders than I think she knows what to deal with. Yeah, that's the one you can never find anymore. Barry Sanders stuff is. Yeah, I have oh. I have an immaculate Barry Sanders myself. Yeah, yeah. I think I paid two hundred bucks for that card, maybe like wow. four years four years ago, and I don't oh. I haven't seen one sell recently. A lot of the stuff I have, it very rarely like pops up on open auction to sell. It's probably a fifteen to two thousand dollar card. I'd probably put it at two thousand. I think it is. I mean, I yeah. I haven't. I wish I could see one pop up just to see what it's worth. Uh, the only thing I've seen is a flawless, a flawless Barry Sanders, but it doesn't look as nice. It's a plain. It's a plain patch, and that no, one probably, went for like a little. That might over be the 2, nicest. Uh, one of the nicest sets to get a berry from is that one of those either out of twenty five or out of ten. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know if the one on one is a shield or not. I and wish like, it was. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I need to buy 2014 Immaculate now. 2015. Just figure it out. 2015. Start chasing all of them. I saw, an, I was almost pulled the trigger last week. There was a Joe Montana uh, flawless uh, dual game used, but it was 
the Chiefs. It wasn't yeah, the Niners. I, I've been I've been eyeing the I've been eyeing the Chiefs one a little bit, but I just the Niners themselves were crazy more than the Chiefs one. I mean, yeah. rightfully so, but man, Montana's probably the one uh, other than Brady is the one quarterback that this has eluded me. I can't I can't ever find one that that's decently priced. Like I don't really feel like paying three thousand dollars for a Montana flawless Niners. Oh, I wish there would be one for three thousand dollars. That's crazy. Like even as Chiefs one, or like I saw the Chiefs one. That's really nice. Like three color dual patch. That's graded. It's like the dude sent me an offer like twenty five hundred bucks. Like, well, if I'm gonna spend that, I'll take it for a Niners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm I won't spend that on a Chiefs one. Yeah, no one cares about the Chiefs, Montana. Nah, you gotta get Niners washed up. Yeah, you don't want their you don't want their next uh, like when you think like Warren Moon, you don't think yeah. of Warren Moon with Seattle, right? Like yeah. I, I was able to pick up a Veritex quad uh, Warren Moon patch auto this week. Like I want the old school Oilers jerseys. I don't want him yeah. you know, past you know past his prime. I don't want I don't want Peyton Manning Broncos jerseys. Like I want original team stuff. What I remember yeah. him in. Yeah. Manning's different though, because he kind of won that. He won that Super Bowl at Denver. So I don't know if that that kind of plays into the role of people. Like, well, he at least he won a Super Bowl at Denver, even though kind of was carried by that defense, defense. with Miller, Miller <laughs> yes. and Ware and Malik Jackson, all those guys. But I mean, he did win the Super Bowl there. Obviously, I, I'll take Manning on the Colts all day long. Yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. So Zach, what's your what are you looking for now? What cards have eluded you other than Montana? What other cards have eluded you that you are still looking to try and get? Uh probably Montana is the biggest for quarterback. I mean, I'd like to get a Brady. Other than uh Terry Bradshaw is a big one for a quarterback that doesn't have very much for on card stuff. He has a few things here and there. Uh Emmett Smith's Probably Emmett Smith is up there. He sells for those damn Cowboys. Like I, I just picked up a door Tony Dorsett today for like two hundred bucks. And I'm like, I've never seen a Dorsett that cheap in my life for a flawless patch auto. And Emmett Smith sells for like fifteen hundred two grand for a running back that I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, he's top ten, but he kind of benefited from that O line and playing with Aikman and Irvin and you know Jimmy Johnson. But he's all he's eluded me. I wish I could get a. Brian Dawkins game used. He has a few out there from early upper deck stuff, sticker autos, but it's a piece of a game used patch. Or maybe there's maybe it's just a jersey, but he has like nothing for game worn patch autos. Yeah. I'd love to get a Dawkins. And then yeah. Paul Malu is probably I think Paul Malu might be my the second biggest need on my list. I want to get a Paul Malu super bad. I think I found a Paul Malu, uh, but it was a USC jersey. Yeah, that's all that. Those are, I think, those are game used. Yeah, yeah. He has one good. from like 2020 Immaculate. That's with the triple uh, swatches that I showed you, Neil. But I, I would like to find. Shh, what the, don't tell people about that. One. <laughs> Keep that quiet. What the out of five looks like on that? Because I have the Jared Allen just from that set, and those are nasty patches from that one. Yeah, and I had one of the Jared Allen Immaculate. You know, it was all kind of chewed up. I think you know, one player who I see a ton of that has a lot of game used stuff is uh, Ozzie Newsome. Yeah, I have I a lot of Browns, Ozzie Newsome. I had the uh, a, a triple patch immaculate that had 
blood and the white stain. Ooh, yeah. That was, you know, that's a perfect card. A lot of guys that I, I see that I enjoy, you know, looking and, and trying to, to pick up or that I feel that are super, super cheap are guys like Champ Bailey, Darrell Revis. Yeah. You know, you can pick those up for less than 200 bucks all day long. And I think yeah. that's a better value long term. You know, Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer, Darrell Revis, one of the greatest corners of all time. Yeah. Revis yeah. um, you know, has a lot of game worn stuff out there you can find. Yeah. So picking that stuff up for pretty cheap, I like. I like trying to do that if I can. I'm even trying to find, or not trying to find, but I see a ton of it of immaculate uh, Chris Johnson. There's a lot of immaculate yeah. Chris Johnson patches out there that are pretty yeah. nasty, and he doesn't get the love that he deserves either. So, if you no, pick was, it up cheap, did, okay, that guy was that guy was great in fantasy football. Actually. Electric, yeah, absolutely electric. That guy was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. ruined a lot. He he ruined a lot of people's Sundays, and he made a lot of people's Sundays. Yes, yeah. he did. He was he was always a he was always a beast back in the day. I'm still not willing to give that guy twenty five dollars for the triple patch game used uh, Dwayne Bow jersey though. <laughs> twenty five bucks? Why not? That's, that's what I'm cheap. telling him. Twenty five dollars. Stop. He's, Take it. At twenty five bucks. I'm like, hey man, just bring it down to twenty, and we're good. <laughs> So what 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 what's the difference between what why why wouldn't you just pay the extra five bucks? What's the difference of saving five bucks? <laughs> because I'm gonna get hit with the eBay fees, and that's why we use my slabs. Go to myslabs.com. Well, I, I've kind great of plug little, right there, Caleb. Great plug. I've had a little bit of luck of uh, like asking sellers to you know if a listing gets listed and it's a card I want, you know, messaging them directly of an offer I would have and, and see if they would sell it off of eBay. And I've had a lot of luck with that recently. But if you offer them, you know, kind of fair dollar, you don't like lowball them. Yeah. You know, they'll work with you. You know, you give them your Instagram or whatever. They'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll work with you. You send it to me direct. We can save each other fees and taxes. Now, I'll, I'll go that route all the time if, you, if they're willing to. Yeah, I've gotten to do a lot of deals like that, you know, especially when you because eBay says they're always looking at your, your messages when you send it. So you got to kind of like space out your Instagram handle yeah. and then. You know, I've gotten a lot of deals done doing that, a lot of Steelers stuff done, a lot of guys I follow on Instagram. So that's a good way to to do it. It's just, you know, you, you get hit with eBay keeps pushing the fees, pushing the fees, then depending on what state you're right? in, then you get hit with the taxes. And it's just yeah. like, you know, I bought this $25 card, now I'm spending 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. eBay was crazy. Like, I, that whole tax stuff kind of sucked because it wasn't as bad without the taxes, but... And on top of the taxes, and some sellers charge like fifteen bucks for shipping on a hundred dollar card. I'm like, just send it four dollars, five dollars, five first class, and I'm good. You don't need to spend. Yeah, now they're starting. Bucks. I believe they're they're raising shipping costs, so shipping's going to be like four dollars or more just for first class normal stuff, and it's it's ridiculous. You know, Remember when I started out, shipping was like three dollars, and now yeah, it's no, it was like it was like uh, it was like two two seventy five. And they give you a dollar off. And you think that, you know, oh, well, I can ship, you know, through an envelope. I don't want my card shipped through no envelope. I want a bubble tracker and just like keep it tight. And, but have y'all ever had a card show up to you damaged or, you know, not as listed if the, uh, the way somebody shipped it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, I, I think I've, I've, I had, had it happen like one time, but. I've never, I've like, never had one damaged in yeah. transit. And now we have a sponsor for that. So if yep. you use gradedship.com, perfect place to ship your cards. 
with the I don't have the handle in it here, but that's why people should use that, especially if you're you know, if you care about buying and selling and you want to be legit in the community, you have to take so much care in shipping your stuff. Like the worst thing you can never trust the post office, FedEx, UPS with shipping anything. You see how those guys treat packages, you know, they're on the truck all day, you know, just toss it. And if you got $2,500 car card and it gets run over or something like that, you know, and then you get the message. Well, the guy wants refunded and you're like, what the happened? So, you know, the more time and care you can put into shipping and as safe as you can make that card by shipping it as cheap as possible, the better for you and for the long term of you in the hobby. Yeah, I don't USPS is hard to trust. Like uh, maybe like two weeks ago, one of my buddies bought a uh, Barry Sanders tool of the trade patch auto. And I don't know if it got damaged in transit, but it showed up with without the card in it. And it was just a bunch of, of used jewelry parts that were in place of the guy of the Barry Sanders. And, you know, like this, like that would, that's terrible. Like people in the post office, like when I used to work for FedEx, I've seen people steal packages and shit like that. Like, that's not that's not cool at all when you go when a package gets damaged and you see that's a valuable card and you're just gonna switch it out with something like that's not cool at all. Like I don't I now especially that. you know with the with the hobby getting bigger and bigger and you see now it's like you can't scroll through Instagram without seeing a sports card shop getting hit or yeah. you yeah. see you know what during the the retail craze people fighting over cards at Walmart. And and like you, like you said, Zach, like if, if you know that the hobby craze is getting bigger and bigger and you're working at one of these places and you see, you know, a package from, you know, Panini or somebody who has their, their shipper handle as let's say Showtime sports cards or something like that, that might be one of those where it's yoink. So uh, that's, and that's what sucks about the hobby. And I think most of that is and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is greed and the influx of the sneaker community. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. There's they so try many, to, they there's try so to many, finagle so their way around the sneakers all the time. Sneakers. Like I don't even, the sneaker people don't even want to be here. They're just here for, you know, the, the quick flip the money. money. They're, just, they're yeah. no interest in cards whatsoever. No, they're here no, for the money. It, it's yeah. almost like the, yeah. the, the Gary V type of, I'm in it for six months and then I'm going to go do something else and I'm going to come back to it and then I'm going to do something else and then I'm going to do some NFTs and then have my own brand of cards that look absolutely trash and then I'm going to pump Giannis yeah, again. Those things are still Can you V-friends? believe that V-Friends stuff? What, what the, that's that's so that's just one of the stupid things stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Who would want to spend money on that? That's like Panini doing like all the digital stuff. Like who wants a digital version of a card? That you can trade digitally, but you can't own it physically. Yeah, your blockchains. Oh, yeah, man. like what? Like what's the what's the deal with it? And then you know all this the hype beats that come in the hobby, and it's just like you you open up your Instagram and your story, and it's just nonstop about these big time celebrities or hype beasts. I'm like, I just want to see the cards that I want to like. I don't care about the hobby drama. Yeah, like, it, it's so it's so annoying with it. You open up your story, and it's just like. Hypies, 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 hypies. Oh, cool card. Hypies, hypies, hypies. I'm like, God, just like, we just want to see the cards. I I find it really weird that the first product Zero Cool decides to go with is a 
brought a product from Gary V that basically emulates NFTs. So like if you're almost trying to like ju- like transition the card market into this virtual world and then you got when you get Gary V's clan involved, then you got people who are shilling up boxes, shilling up cards, you know, trying to pump and dump all this stuff and it's it's kind of like, you know, it needs some regulation, but it needs yeah. accountability too. And I think from us collectors, there's some accountability, but like there's a lot of people out there who are just here to quick, like just take the money. And it's just all about the money. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, there's one. So, and I've sent this to you and squints and Robbie's uh, a bunch. There's, there's a, a YouTube page and I'm, there's a podcast too, uh sports card radio. And that guy tells it basically how it is, you know, scumbags in the hobby you know the marks cards um you know he's really on you know mojo and sasha and guys like that and even ryan getting tied up in the marks card thing and that you know, situation well i i feel bad for everybody involved what a nightmare and then you have like you know jeff the sports card investor who's you know he wanted everybody to buy into uh, select select crashed he wanted to do <laughs> nfts his nfts clap crash like he's he's like <laughs> oh and ten on everything that he's wanted everybody to really get involved with so you know guys like that who think that they know the market really don't know anything they're not they've not been in it long enough to know anything they're just they're in it for the money like they're like they're just gonna crash at some point it's like sure. these base cars aren't gonna be going up and up and up that's the whole thing with the grading. Everybody wants to send those all in, and it's a big backhaul with it, and now everything's worthless for all yeah. the base stuff. I'm just glad I don't I don't do deal with any really graded at all. There's that, that I mean it's teach their own, but it's just I I just try to avoid it. I feel That's like I'm I'm in the minority. I would crack a, a black label if it's a card I really like. I would crack it, but but that's just me. I just don't I just don't care for graded. Yeah, like everything all in magnetics. I enjoy I enjoy one touch with my with my mag sticker on the top of it. I yeah. think that looks nice. And then like it comes up, and then Neil buys a card from some guy that I sold it to, and he's like, "So where'd this card come from?" I'm like, "I sold that like a week ago. How did you get that?" <laughs> hey, sometimes sometimes you just you know you're looking to put together an entire you know NFL team and. Looks like Caleb's helping out the team a little bit. You could have just bought a little bit of a supporting cast. Do you guys put your cards in, you know, perfect fit sleeves or like to protect the cases? Or do you leave them, you leave your like mags or cases raw and you don't let them get all scratched up? Um, for my, uh, no, I put mine all in, all in one touch sleeves. Yeah. Um, unless, especially if I have, if I bought brand new mags, if I bought a lot of, you know, already used mags, not really, don't really care about that. Um, but if I'm buying the mags straight from the manufacturer or whatever, you know, I like everything to look pristine, yeah. bagged up, stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. my high end, you know, game worn stuff. Like I want everything to look good at all times in order, you know, so I'm kind of anal about all that. I have, yeah. I got three cases next to me. One for, one for graded, one for magged cards, one for raw cards. Just like, in order, just so my OCD can take over that way. 
I I I think I'm along the lines of you, where you like your one, like your game worn stuff and one touches, but I'm not gonna crack anything out of like a a nine or better. I'm probably gonna keep it, but like I had like a, I had like an Austin Eckler that I bought as like a PSA six, and I I was just I just cracked that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no reason yeah. to hold that in a PSA holder. It looks yeah, stupid. I remember like that. that. I don't think it just looks better in a in a mag. I mean, graded's cool. I just I don't like I would never send any of my cards in to get graded. Like that would just that would just I just would be nervous the entire time. Like, it's like, yeah, where yeah. Are my cards. There's there's some tangibility that I think can be appreciated with game worn cards. Like you can yeah. physically hold the card in the hand, you can take it out, you can touch the little patch. Yeah. And feel like you're a part of the the actual game. I think the tangibility mm-hmm. being would, one yeah. makes it so much better. I I ne- I always stay away because you know you never have luck with grading thicker cards. So all the immaculates, flawless NTs, you know, unless I'm buying it graded, I'm never gonna go get it graded. The only thing that I'm starting to, and I'm obviously sticking straight SGC because that's you know all us normal people can afford. Because they look good. The black looks good on the card. The tuxedo look is not bad, yeah. but I'm just grading, you know, cards. Like I opened a box of of 90, 99 uh, Bowman's Best football and get some refractors of like uh, Steve McNair and Dante Culpepper. Like mm. I kind of want that stuff graded because it looks cool. Um, Neil, I did crack that uh, that PSA Charizard that they gave me a five on. Yeah, sent that to SGC. So we'll see what the crossover. It'd be funny is. if it comes back like an SGC ten. Yeah, if it does, <laughs> F Panini. Well, I think with 100%. PSA, at least they do all the or, you know the same color labels no matter what the grade. BGS, like you get like a six. It's like a white piece of paper, or if it's yeah. a nine, ten, the silver and gold. It just doesn't look that good. Yeah, I wish I wish they did a little more with that. Yeah. Uh, SGC I wish there was has a little more. If you get a if you get a flawless ten on SGC, you get a gold label. I got I've gotten one. I had a it was a Justin Herbert base card. I've art. seen those. those. I think that's good to like be able to distinguish, like the black label of a BGS, like ten yeah. ten ten, like for sure, 10. for sure. The I rarity of a black label. Yeah, right. I think that's that's good. Getting a gold label on a SGC ten is, I think that's good. You know, I wish PSA would be like. I don't know, make a blacked out border PSA or something. Yeah. But now like now it's so now it's so hard to get PSA tens the way that they've switched up grading. Like, you know, we sent that unless you're doing bulk. Yeah, unless you're doing bulk, then if you're doing bulk and you're doing it from a major collector or not collector, but a guy who sends their stuff in. Yeah. Like setting a group sub or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like it's a it's a PSA approved group group subber. But then, if you do that, you run into the possible Mark's card situation. Yeah, I, it's I a, hope that PSA has that stuff figured out. Uh-huh. I, I haven't submitted stuff for grading in a while. I've thought about it, um, just with like all the Aaron Donalds that I have. But yeah, your Donald collection's fantastic. I have an on card auto of Donald, but he's another guy I wish I could find game used of. He has that done dude, that. Dude's a. I wish he had game used. We uh, last year our a group of Aaron Donald collectors that we have on Instagram. Um, the leader, um, Nick, AD99 super collector, mm-hmm. um, he sent a 
email to PSA and got on the re- got on the phone with the reps from PSA to try to make a kaboom Aaron Donald, and then they did it this year. So oh. we're trying to get him to go back on and maybe get a game worn jersey or something. Oh, Game used patch auto of Aaron Donald, like my God, like I feel like that would go crazy. I'd probably own all of them. To be you honest. probably would. I'd be I'd be probably out of the market on getting one. I'd probably have to end up trading you my Reggie White just to get one. I mean, probably could uh, work something out. Yeah, like that. Aaron Donald, I got like a I got a Chandler Jones flawless patch in the mail today. Game used with the Cardinals like name logo in it. He's another guy that doesn't have very much game you stuff at all, and I think he's a Hall of Fame player. Oh, or he's on that trajectory to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. He's got one Super Bowl with Patriots? With the Patriots. I think so, yeah. He won with yeah. yeah. I thought he did. Yeah. But. And his brother does a lot of coke, punches people in the face. Hey, John Jones. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, I mean. But that Chandler's brother is actually John Jones. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and then his older brother is Arthur Jones, who is with the Ravens. Yep. Wow. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, didn't he? He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, came for, came to the Colts for a season or two and was awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. That whole family is stacked. Just ginormous I think John. I think John's the smallest one out of all. John's 6'5". Yeah. And he's Arthur's the smallest. Six, yeah, seven, the smallest. Six five, the smallest. That dude's yeah. massive for the yeah. smallest. They're all That's freakish cool. athletes. Man. So, a couple final questions here, Zach. If there's one <clears throat> card, your holy grail game use patch auto, what card would that be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Damn. To complete your collection, if you had one card that you wanted to have, what card would that be? That, um, like, my the, the immediate thought, not game used, is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Mickey Mantle dual autograph is like my holy grail of holy grail for cards. But for like, game used, football wise, I'd like, like, I guess a, a Brady. I mean, I would kill for a Brady flawless patch auto. There's a holy, holy grail, but I guess that's like unattainable right now. But go buy yourself a lottery ticket, you might get a chance. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, a lottery ticket's not going to win. I've tried to do lottery tickets every now and then. You don't win anything. You just, I think there was a guy that won, like, that was in my town that won a big time, like, $500 million lottery ticket. I'm like, well, goddammit, I should have bought one over there and then one other gas station. <laughs> you all say that you get a lottery uh, ticket one by you. It's like, why didn't I go buy one? I'm like, well, I don't know. It's tough. Game used. I have most of the players in football that I would want, but there's a lot of the older guys that would be really cool to get as well. I mean, I'd like to get a Lombardi cut but or like some sort of Lombardi signed. But, I mean, football, I have most of the players. I guess, I mean, that's tough. What's your uh, holy grail? Neil, me, yeah, you. me first. Yeah, both of you. Like whatever, whoever wants to go first. Probably have three, if I can. Oh, three, three. Yeah, I would have three. One of if I could achieve one of the three, it'd be set. Number one, Aaron Donald game used patch auto shield mm-hmm. auto shield auto. Well, yeah, the shield. Um, which probably will never happen. Um, number two, a Jim Brown shield auto. 
Um, and then number three, which there are some out there, uh, Brady Shield Auto. All does, game Brown, does Brown even have a shield made? I don't think he does. I think it's purely just jersey and patches. I know, from, has, like, the I know I, I've seen several tags, but I've never seen an actual shield. No. My God, that'd be crazy. That's a, it would be, I don't. I don't even know if they had shields back then that were on the jerseys. No, no they did not. I didn't think so. So yeah, it would probably cool. have to be like a Wilson logo or something. Even yeah. something like that. If you had a Wilson logo or a Puma logo, uh, that would have been like '98. Um, before Reebok logo. You see a lot of that stuff on Peyton Manning stuff. Um, did Walter Payton ever have any on-card stuff, or was he? He gone? has one. He has. Yes, uh, he's got one old upper deck jersey autograph. Yep. On uh, Empire I saw State. one at the national for like forty G's. The guy. Yeah. Won. No, there was one on Golden that I was bidding on. Was it a patch? Say, the last auction that went for like. Maybe like fifteen k, something mm-hmm. like that, which I think like is really the, cheap. I think it's just jersey, isn't it? Yes, it's just a plain jersey, yeah. but Overnight. it's only numbered to thirty four. So yeah. there's only thirty four yeah. made. Um, there's another person who has one on Instagram, Empire State, Empire State yeah. Cards. He's got one. Um, it's an eight five ten. Um, same plain patch, but I think he wanted like eighteen thousand or something for it. That's Maybe. a crazy. That's a that's a crazy card. I, I guess the like only now, reason why it's worth that much is just because he doesn't Walter have doesn't anything. have anything. So no, and he has dead. a ton of he has a ton of three color patches out there, but he has no patch autos. I guess if I had to pick my holy grail for football, it'd probably be a Marshawn Lynch shield auto if I could ever find one. He's always been my favorite. He's the the player that made me a Seahawks fan when he got drafted out of Cal to Buffalo, and then Seattle made that trade, and they should have handed the ball off to him at the one yard line in the Super Bowl. Yep. Instead of throwing the ball on the one yard line, because they didn't want, you know, Mister, I'm not here to, so I don't get fined to get the Super Bowl MVP. But he's the best running back in the league. That at that time he was the best running back. Yep. Like uh, that. Hey, that Chris cool. was in the game during that play. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. Um, he straight up tackled Malcolm Butler. He straight up tackled <laughs> Malcolm Butler. He did. I would love to have a a shield of Brian Dawkins, but instead of him signing oh, Brian Dawkins, I would want him to sign Weapon X. He's got one of those nicknames where he signed Weapon X, but he only put Weapon X. He didn't sign his actual name. Just that would be a nickname. That would be dope for me because my entire football career, that's kind of how I emulated my game was after him. And to have yeah, to have something like that to be signed by signed Weapon X, to me, that's cooler than having him sign B Doc because that's basically what his signature is. I'd yeah. take a Dawkins signed football where he put Weapon X. Dawkins was you watch highlights of that guy, Mike. That I'd be scared as hell to go catch a ball around Dawkins. That dude would light me up, break my ribs. That's like, Michael that, Vick. What he did to Michael Vick running into like, the end zone. No, what he did to Algie Crumpler going across the middle. Like he would pick dudes up off the ground or jump over everybody and spread his wings and tackle people. I think that's um, the biggest thing I, I admit I don't like about football is you can't you can't there's never gonna be a player like Dawkins anymore because of the rules in the game. You yeah. can't hit players like that. I I understand it because of safety, but my I wish you had guys like Dawkins and Paula Malu and Ray Lewis running around the fields head hunting. Those are always the like 
I wish they would still they'd still allow that because that would make it a lot of the players where the quarterback actually has to make sure that ball's thrown perfectly over the middle or you're leaving your receiver out there like to, to get Antonio Brown. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and there's not many there's very few slot guys that would want to go over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They don't like Welker was one of the few of them. Edelman. I mean Steve Smith was big time, you know, guy to go over the middle of the field, you know, take those big hits. But there's just they, the rules are so offensively driven that you can't really play defenses like you used to. Yeah, that was the generation that turned NFL into flag football. Yeah, you can't play bump and run coverage. You can't play press coverage hardly. You can't hand fight being a, a DB. You can't, you know, smoke anybody across the middle. Like, that's, you know, how you would send a message as a defense. Like, if the ball's in the vicinity, you're getting hit. Well, the, now, what the, what you do now, which is worse, I think, sometimes. Is go for the knees. You go for the knees. Yeah. Which just ends people's career. I'd rather get hit in, in, in the ribs or around, you know, the shoulder area than get hit in the knees because – I oh, yeah. What's going to happen there? Yeah. At least if you get knocked unconscious, you don't feel it. But if you get your knee exploded, you're going to feel every, I wish you uh, could, every second of it. I honestly wish you could hit the quarterback a little more than what you can do now. Like, you, it's like you have to rush the passer. And then it's like a lot of the times, you know, these D linemen are going so, like, you know, full speed at guys. You know, the quarterback lets the ball out, you know, half a second before they get there. You know, they got to stop all their momentum right away or they're going to get a 15 yard penalty. You it's know, so, that's just prone it's for so ticky tack. It depends on what referees call in the game. I mean, if it's Brady, it's it's all it's, oh, you know, yeah. it's you know it's you know uh, roughing the passer every time. Rogers roughing the passer every time. But you Manning know, just went to the ground before they hit him. Yeah, I mean, if it's Ryan Tannehill, I mean, they're not going to care. It's going to be one of their big stars. They're going to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Zach, uh, thank you again for you know joining us for this hour and. Uh, if you could go ahead and take some time, you know, let people know where they can see your collection, how they can follow you, how they can, you know, try to buy some things from you too. I don't, I mean, I, I'm not an often seller, but I only really sell if I see an upgrade of stuff. If there's a, you know, I have a, you know, a card that, you know, might not have as great of a patch or if I find one that's, you know, a lot nicer, then I'll look to upgrade or like, I think the biggest purchase I ever made, I purchased a Hank Aaron dynasty patch auto and I sold a lot stuff to you know get into that car so it didn't cost me really anything out of pocket that's what i'll do for bigger cards but most of the time i I like to trade more than selling i think trading is a lost art now Mm -hmm. nobody wants to you know like work out a deal for a trade like trading is kind of what you know is the fun part of the hobby instead of just selling like i love trading you know if we're if both sides leave happy you know you get something that you want they get something that that they want you know everybody leaves happy for sure for sure. So what's your main social media is it Instagram? Pretty much just Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Follow, uh, follow five-star collector on Instagram. You know, you see me and Neil share his stuff all the time. Um, once again, I got to thank our sponsors, my slabs. That's www.myslabs.com. You know, go ahead and buy and sell all your slab cards, slab, comic books, sealed wax, for only up to almost one percent fees, you know they got raw cards now, three percent and lots that are six percent. Um, pr- got to protect your slabs, so go to slabsaver.com, um, protectorslabs.com. Use the code Dream Three to get ten percent off your order. Um, graded card solutions, like we said, don't trust the people that are delivering and shipping your cards. 
Take that into your own hands. Go to gradedship.com. Use code DREAM15 to get 15% off your order. And if you are a big golf fan, check out our friends at nationgolfcompany.com. We'll be back at it next week. Once again, thank you, Zach, Five Star Collector, for joining us on the podcast. Um, we'll probably be back next week. We'll see if we got another guest or just be me and Neil solo. But until then, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Give us a like, share. Look at the ways to listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Until next time, boys, we will see you later. <laughs> <laughs>